This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I got my diagnosis, got my sucker punch, whatever, and I made the decision that it wasn't going to be the death of me. <laughs> like it wasn't. I made the decision that I was going to be healthy. I made the decision I was going to be happy. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. Felicia Reed is back on the Portrait System podcast today, and I can't wait for you to hear what she's been up to. Felicia has the most upbeat and fun energy, and while she's been through some extremely challenging times since she was on, first on the podcast, she has come out of everything with a positive attitude and more successful than ever. Felicia found out she has cancer shortly after she hired an assistant, and she talks about what a blessing that has been and how she utilizes her assistant. Felicia also shares what her business looks like now, how she works on her mindset, and what truly makes her successful. Okay, let's get started with the amazing Felicia Reed. Felicia Reed, welcome back to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm so glad. You deserve to be doing great. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good here. Everything's been nice since we had our little freeze here in Austin, Texas. Y'all know I'm in Austin, and we don't know how to take bad weather. And so (laughs) our city shut down like last week. It was horrible. Horrible, horrible. But it's a sunny, beautiful day today. Good. 
I remember it shutting down when I lived there. I only lived there for a year, but there was a snowstorm and I was, I'm, you know, I'm born and raised in Michigan. So I'm like, oh, you guys, yeah. just a little snow. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. So the last time you were on the portrait system was November of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we're at just over, just over two years, two years and a few months. It's been almost two and a half years, actually, since you've been here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I wanted to bring you back because, you know, it's nice to do kind of like a where are they now type episode. And I know you have gone through a ton in these last two and a half years. So I wanted to, yeah, yeah, talk a little bit about that. So if you can think back to November of 2020, what was business like for you then? Just to give like a brief overview, because people can hear your whole story uh, on episode 42, but just give us like a brief overview. November 2020, like that was my best year. I was ending it. I had doubled my um, business income by that, believe it or not. I had been booked out for like seven months in advance. I had done my, I was ending my first campaign, 40 over 40. I had gotten into a studio by then um, outside of my home because that was in the pandemic. It was really my best year. I had so much personal growth so much business growth, you know, and and set up processes. And I was getting ready to hire my first full-time assistant, like full-time employee. Yeah. And did you end up doing that, hiring someone? I did. I hired my son's girlfriend, Alexis. A lot of the people probably know Alexis. I talk about her a lot. And she, I hired her January and she was the best thing to help me with that. It was just time for me to start delegating so I can focus on the money-making things. And so that was really mm-hmm. awesome. And she was my first full-time employee. Okay. So I know a lot of people out there are probably thinking like, okay, I kind of wanted an employee. I don't know if I'm ready for it. How much do you pay? What do they do for you? Like, can you just kind of give like a, just sum up what what Alexis does for you? So to sum it up, I did a time study of what I what I was doing with my time and what made money and what Smart. did not make money. And so mm-hmm. I just gave her like kind of the low level things to do. So for example, she would put together uh, my legacy box stuff, you know, like all the prints and the the folio boxes. And if there's, I uh, had a lot of local clients and I had clients that came from out of town. So she would mail things, she would go to the mailbox, she would go and deliver them. Even when it came to wall art, she would meet up with the interior designer or schedule that whole thing for the client to meet them mm-hmm. at their house. So I didn't have to go because I could focus on higher money-making things. She um, helped me with my private uh, Facebook group. She would do that. She would do my Facebook social media. I always did my Instagram. That was always me, y'all. Um, but she was mm-hmm. mainly doing my Facebook. Um, she would do my newsletters. She would keep everything organized. I have a whole inventory of supplies. So she would keep track of all the supplies. If they were low, she would create my magazines. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of those kind of marketing things that didn't need me. And I even put her in BNI because I was in BNI at the time and oh, I couldn't be go. there. So I even, she was Felicia Reed. She was a representative for Felicia Reed Photography and BNI. And I put her in BNI so that I could focus on other networking things. And I would um, let her connect with those people in BNI. Now that was a little bit different. She was not quite me, but we did it for about a good year and a half. And then then life happened and change happened, which we'll talk about. And I had to pull her out so that she could help me with um, other things. See, isn't that interesting that you you employed her without knowing how much you truly would need her? Mm-mm. Had no idea. It was it was a God thing. It was instinct. 
That's, I needed that's somebody. It's pretty incredible how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, if you're comfortable sharing, just you know, kind of what you went through during that time that you know has been extremely significant in your life. We do you want to talk about a little bit about that? And when I'm referring to that, like you became ill, and yes. it was a very significant like turning point in your business yes. and how you ran things. Do you, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes. Um, sure. I don't mind. I was very, for someone to be very public, I became very private for a really long time because mm-hmm. I needed to protect my mm-hmm. peace kind of around mm-hmm. everything. But I was diagnosed with breast cancer in December of 2021. And the thing is that 2021 was like my best year. I mean, I had made over like almost half a million dollars, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was like my best year. And then I was transitioning and I decided to purchase a studio space. Like actually I was going to own the studio space and I put my earnest money down in November. And then December, I had my annual mammogram. I've been having mammograms, you know, for 15 years since I was 30. I was 46 at the time. And they called me back and they said, you know, many of you may not know that I did ultrasound. Um, So I went back to the hospital I worked at and um, the girls were like, Felicia, you got to come back. There's something on there. And I was like, y'all got to be kidding me. Like, seriously, I don't have time for this. And lo and behold, they did a biopsy and it was breast cancer. And I had no idea. It was right before Christmas, y'all. I had no idea what my life would look like. And all I needed to know is how to get into oncology. How am I going to get into oncology? How am I going to get into all these doctor's appointments so I can just know what my life would look like? Mm -hmm. That was just like the worst two weeks. It's because you don't know because you're waiting to get into doctors and people are going on vacation. and, And I had no idea. But then finally, I got into my oncologist. She said, you know, sometimes you think the worst when it comes to cancer. You know, my mind is just going to the worst case scenario. And she was yeah. like, Felicia, you're going to need 12 weeks of chemo. And I took a deep breath in. And I said, oh, I'm so glad. And she goes, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought it would be a lifetime. But you know, like, it's just once a week. I can readjust. And I said, can I choose my schedule? You know, like, I got really oh, excited. No. She goes, yeah, you can choose your schedule. And I was like, okay. I said, well, how am I going to feel? And they're like, we don't know how you're going to feel. Everybody's a little bit different. And I said, well, I choose to feel, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fine. You know, you're just going to give me vitamin treatments. I just called them vitamin treatments. And, and my whole mindset shifted and everything had to shift in my business. And I I had to, t- that's when I told Alexis, I was like, I have to pull you out of BNI. I don't know what my life would look like, but it was the most beautiful thing, Nikki. I can't even explain it. It was kind of like God set my life up in so many ways. I had done all the networking. I had already established my name in my community. I set up my business. I was a profit first business. I was already delegating. Like everything, when I look back, was already set up. All I had to do was shift my schedule, right? Thursdays was BNI day. So all I said was, can I have chemo on Thursdays? You know, can I have my vitamin treatments on Thursdays? They're like, yeah. So then I told Lexus, you have to come out of BNI because I might need you to take care of me. I don't care. She's my employee. She's taking care of me if I need her, you know, (laughs) Um, whatever I need. And so Thursdays I was in treatment. Then I was off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because I didn't know within those days if if I was going to get sick. And mentally I did not... I was not preparing myself to be sick. I was preparing myself to be well, but I set it up right. just in case. Right. And then I worked on Mondays. I coached on Tuesdays and I worked on Wednesdays. And then I did phone calls. Um, usually those Mondays, Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesdays, I set up my Calendly link. I had already these systems set up. And then I just rinse and repeat it every week for 12 weeks. It was the best 
swear to God, nobody even knew. I mean, some people kind of knew. I cut my hair, you know, I wore turbans. I wasn't really going in public. COVID was kind of still crazy back then. So they didn't want me to be around a lot of people. I wore Mm -hmm. masks through my photo shoots. My clients were so supportive and loving. I couldn't have done this. I don't know. It's kind of like it was already set up in place. Everything, every step that I took over the years was setting me up for this moment. Wow. I feel that. And I feel like there is something about you that, you know, when I when I learned that you had cancer, I knew you were going to be fine. I knew you would Aww. make it through because that's just who you are. You have mm. that positive, powerful energy that is just, I just can't imagine you allowing yourself to not be okay through it all, yeah. just from who you yeah. are. It was yeah. a thing that I realized that I could not take it away. And I realized quickly I can't take this away, but I can change the way that I I go through this, you know, and my energy yeah, of how yeah. I'm going to go through this. I can pray through it. I can move through it in the Felicia way, even if it's a little delusional, because I think my doctors thought I was a little delusional because they would say, you know, we have these nice support groups and these support systems and you can you join these support groups. And I was like, I don't have cancer like those people. I don't want to be in that group. They're going to depress me with all their, you can't control other people's emotions. And if I, at that stage of where I was, go into a support group, I'm an empath. I would just suck it all in and feel so bad. And I I needed to protect my energy at all costs. I, I fake it till I made it. I mean, whatever you want to look at it. Like, but I wasn't faking it. Like I was truly happy and I was truly grateful. And I practiced so much gratitude. And through the whole thing, I found um, a spiritual healer, which is my coach, my life coach today. And she took me through 21 days of forgiveness last January. Literally, y'all, it was a year ago. I was in chemo. And wow. she took me through this 21 days of forgiveness. And it helped me release like these emotions and stuff. And I remember Sue Bryce telling me to watch this movie, Emotions. And then I found, and God lined it up, and I found an emotion code practitioner that helped me release all these, you know, emotions and helped me learn to forgive and just, just like reset my whole body into mm-hmm. just like this power healing house. Like yes, I am, yes. my body oh. is healer. Do y'all understand that I had four surgeries last year? Four. The first one was a mastectomy in May. That set me down. I had no idea. That was like mentally traumatizing physically. Then I had three more surgeries. That's why I couldn't make it to Portrait Masters because I was having surgery that day in September. Had another surgery, but I bounced back in two weeks. Then I had another surgery in October, bounced back in two weeks. Another surgery in December, bounced back shooting in the studio in two weeks. That's remarkable. That's because... I'm a healing machine. And I told myself I was not a healing machine. I believe that I'm a healing machine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's all mindset. And and for me, that's the kind of same energy that I take into my business. You know, that mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. people desire they, me, they want to work with me, their clients are looking for me. All the things that I tell myself to heal my body, I tell the same thing in my business. Like I am successful and I believe it. And I make the decision and I take inspired action, you know? Mm-hmm. And I firmly, I'm a firm believer that your mindset and just belief of healing within your body makes such a positive impact. It's so Mm -hmm. crucial. It does. It does. And I've seen some people go through it and it can just like almost ruin as an entrepreneur and a small business creatives, a diagnosis like this can destroy your business. 
But mm-hmm. that's why I'm always encouraging people when I'm coaching them to set up your business in a way like, you know, profitability where you pay yourself first, you know, focusing, you know, get life insurance. People don't even think of, I mean, we need to have these conversations on these platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. do you have your wills in order? Do you have your life insurance? Do you, I had a cancer policy, praise God, because 10 years ago when I worked in the hospital, I heard patients talk about these cancer policies. So in a time like that, that helped offset money. They actually gave me money. You know what I mean? When I got my cancer, when I got my diagnosis, it gave me like $4,800. And that cash was to help me with bills, with co-pays, with food, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was cash, you know? And that's why I really want to encourage like creatives. Like it's, we're always focusing on our business, but what about our life too? What is that going to look like? What if we were affected? What if we had to have surgery or go down? How do you, you know what I mean? Oh, Felicia, you, yeah, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Something you said earlier, you did kind of a time study to see where you were spending your time. This is the same Mm -hmm. for money. I don't think people realize how much money they spend on things, you know, whether it's, everyone always uses this example. I don't drink coffee, so it's not my example, but how much you spend at Starbucks, like going Mm -hmm. out to eat, um, at Target, like all of these things, like, can you really not afford it? Or, and some people truly are struggling with it, but exactly. What are your priorities to a financial study? and track where that money is going and you will be shocked because I've done this and I'm like, oh, damn, like yeah. going out to eat is my nemesis. And then I move out into the country and now I cook all the time and <laughs> I, it's, I swear I have more money. <laughs> I believe you. But anyway, yeah. But my yeah. point is, is all of these are just super important things. And I know your point is as well. But through all of this, it, something you said to me that was like, dang, we need you back on the podcast is that you still, despite having cancer, beating cancer, you know, going through Mm -hmm. chemo and four surgeries, you still had one of your best years yet. I did. I mean. I did. I did make as much as I did the year before, but even I I had my meeting. So I have quarterly meetings with my financial team, my CPA and my bookkeeper. And they're like, yeah, Felicia, we went over profit and loss. And they're like, you still had freaking you know, like cash flow, <laughs> like coming, you know, you still have all this money left over despite you going through it. I purchased a studio. So remember, I got per- uh, put my earnest money for the studio in November, diagnosed in December. I was like, God, you're for real. Seriously, this is real funny. I'm supposed to go through this. Like, you know about real estate. I And when it comes to commercial, y'all, I'm just going to educate you for a minute, just so you can have perspective. You have to put 20% down cash. Okay. So I have uh-huh. over half a million dollar, almost 600. At least 20. Just to be yeah, clear. 20, minimum. A lot minimum. of times it's 20 to 30% for a commercial. Yeah. Like you're, that's awesome. You got 80% LTV. That's, that's not easy. Yeah. So Sorry. I got to just do 20%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So 20% down. So I'm looking at this, like, I have no idea what my life is going to look like in January, but I'm supposed to close allegedly, you know, buildings I'm supposed to close mm-hmm. on April. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep going. And, and I think that's what, what would help me because I had something to look forward to. I was at an interior designer. I was designing this whole space and, and whatever. So not only that, in the middle of chemo, I'm making all these decisions <laughs> about my studio, you know, coming up with all the money. That was no problem. I like, I just made it, I just said it was no problem. It was going to happen because that's what God said it was going to happen. So I believed it and that's what I did. I still served my clients. I mean, my biggest sale last year, one client over $20,000. One, it was because it was a family of, wow. you know, a, a mom mm-hmm. and a daughter and a son and they were adults. And so just splitting it up, that's how it was a big $20,000 sale. You know, like, 
I started my online course, Making Money Moves. I had like so many, so much support from that. Like I did so many incredible things last year and still came out at the end working less. This is a beautiful thing, Nikki. I was in harmony. I was happy despite I was never sick. I mean, I might not have quote unquote felt good, but I never was sick from chemo. Maybe I had upset stomach. I was tired, but you know, I still moved around, but I still, I had harmony. I had harmony. And at the end of the year, 326,000, over $326,000 I did working less, working two days, coaching. I think from coaching, I didn't make as much as you would think. It was like 25K because I can only coach so much mentally. I I had to shut down coaching. Um, When I had surgery, I had to shut it down because mentally I needed to protect myself. And But then some people would say, oh, but you're a coach. But I'm like, only made 25,000 in coaching. You know what I mean? The rest Mm -hmm. of it was portrait clients, truly portrait clients. And I had harmony. I worked less, made a lot more, maybe not as much as the last year, but I did pretty damn good. Opened a studio, paid over $120,000 cash. Y'all better know I had to rob Peter to pay Paul, okay? <laughs> but we got it done. That's how it goes with real estate. Yeah. I had to take money from, you know, you outside, inside, yeah. around and down. But I but did it, it. But with real estate, it's worth it. And it makes sense. Yep. It's, it's a worth smart it. money decision. It is a very smart make. Um, it's a very smart money move. And so I finally closed. It wasn't April, as you know. Uh, it was because with real estate, and last year it was just crazy with real estate. Anyway, so I closed finally in July. I didn't think I'd even make it, but I made it, and I celebrated. And I'm now in a beautiful studio space that I use it for the community in so many other ways than for for, for photography. And I just wanted to encourage someone that. Despite me, I got my diagnosis, got my sucker punch, whatever, and I made the decision that it wasn't going to be the death of me. (laughs) Like it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I made the decision Mm -hmm. that I was going to be healthy. I made the decision I was going to be happy. I had set up practices already. I was paying myself. Like I said, I had an incredible team that was there helping me. I was delegating. So I couldn't do all the things. I don't think I could have made it without my assistant, Alexis, you know, because she was there helping me run errands or, you know, even making my little list for friends to bring me food and stuff, you know, like keeping people posted. Like I just didn't have the energy at times, but she really helped me. And I had a VA also at the time. So she would help me with a lot of things that maybe Alexis didn't have the skills for. So my VA would help. And so I had a whole team around me and that's how I was able to do it. I had I had set myself up for this. I don't think mm-hmm. in my first year, second year, third year of my business, I don't think I would have been quite ready for this. But I was yeah. ready now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I was still building and getting getting my grounding and really making money. And um, but I think it's if you set up, you know, set up yourself, pay yourself, make sure that you invest in getting the insurance that you need and the things. These are things that it's happened to so many people. Sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. accidents, whatever. Felicia, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you did kind of set yourself up. Like, was it that you set your pricing at a certain, mm-hmm. you know, industry standard? Was it that you, you know, became organized? Like, what did that look like, you know, for you to feel set up? 
for me to feel set up, it I mean, I had to go through it all. You know, we have to go through feeling the feelings, failing, <laughs> failing, doing all the things and really dis- making the decision. I made the decision that I was going to be successful uh, because I had seen other people do it. So I, first of all, you have to make a decision, anything in your life. Once you decide, then you believe. And I believe that it, it was achievable. And then secondly is I did adjust my pricing to where, I mean, I mean, it's it's a little higher than most people here, you know, but I made sure I was making money because it only made sense because I needed to pay. I, I went to my bookkeeper before I hired my um, assistant and I was like, can I afford this? And she's like, you have to make a minimum, Felicia, at least a minimum of 36000 a month for you to hold mm-hmm. a full-time employee. You know what I mean? And I was like, that was, I just had to, my prices had to be the way that they were. And then of course I was, I'm a profit first business. So I was always saving money Two, I put myself on salary. Once you reach a certain amount of money, you talk to your CPA, I'm not a financial advisor, but you talk to your CPA and he's, they were like in 2020, I actually went on payroll and they're like, you need to go on payroll. So you'll save taxes, you know, you'll save taxes, but also as a profit first business, like I was bringing in 35%. So imagine a $36,000 a month, what 35% I was bringing in. That's a lot of money. Well, I put myself on a salary and I don't mind sharing it. I only pay myself $8,000 a month for right now, you know? And imagine that rest of it is just like a little nest egg. It just sits in account growing and growing and growing because as creatives, we can have those months that are up and down, right? So what happens, you know, if next month I don't have that many, I don't have $36,000 or I don't have that many clients coming in. I'm not afraid of not getting a paycheck because I've grown this big nest egg in my payroll account because I don't bring it all home. I don't bring all 35% of it. I don't say, you know, I'm going to take this big chunk of check and I'm going to go do a whole home renovation or something, you know? So I was always just saving this money, only taking out a little bit. I paid myself $8,000 a month. And then um, I always had my money for the taxes. I, I do profit first as well. So I have a profit bonus. I bonus myself every quarter. So then that's a big chunk of money. So we can look at that as twenty dollars to $30,000 a year in bonuses that I would bonus myself. So that money was like a little savings account. So to me, that's setting myself up. And then, of course, I have to be organized because I have to learn to delegate things away so I can be focusing on those like the main networking or maybe the way that I speak to my audience. In, in Instagram is my biggest, is, is where most of my clients come from. So it's important for me to show up in that authentic way. And it helps me focus that energy there or focus mm-hmm. that energy and going out and meeting key people or going out and speaking at events or going, you know, those are the things that I need to be doing to get in front of my audience. And these other little things like keeping me organized behind the scenes. And, and that's for my VAs and my, you know, they're doing the blogging, they're doing the newsletters, they're doing the Facebook social media, they're doing the Pinterest, you know, they're doing the Google. I tried Google ads. I'm not doing them anymore because I was, that's a whole nother story. Y'all. I don't, I really don't do paid ads. I tried it. I don't do it, but they're the ones out there supporting. They're my support system so that I can mm-hmm. go and speak or maybe have one-to-ones with people. Last year, I really couldn't speak a lot. So I was more mostly having a lot of one-to-ones on Zoom. Zoom calls or focusing on my clients or serving them in some kind of way. And so setting myself up like that and having a good financial team in order, like my CPA and my attorney Mm -hmm. and my financial advisors and, okay, Felicia, what is this looking like? Where do I need, is this make sense for me to buy this studio over here? Yes, it makes sense if you do it this way. And how do you set up everything? Mm -hmm. And just having faith that it's just, you just, I had to have, y'all just know, last year was all pure faith. Talk about I had no idea. 
I had no idea what chemo would do, but in my mind, I made the decision and I visualized what my life would look like and what I wanted it to be. And that's what it was. It's amazing. Now, I know you said that Instagram is something that, you know, that's how you get your, your, most of your clients. And I, and I just want people to know that you went in depth as far as how you do that on your previous episode. Mm -hmm. So I I just want people to know that if they want to learn more about that, to go for it. Yeah. Um, To go listen to that. Okay. So obviously mindset is super important and also the logistics of your business. Like I say this often, sometimes, you know, people want a silver bullet, Mm -hmm. but think about all the things that you just said in order to bring in $336,000 in one year when you have cancer and four surgeries. Like you Mm -hmm. have a lot of moving parts to your business and it's not that everyone needs to have every single thing because they don't. But I just want people to be aware that if you're going to bring in the kind of money that you do, you got to do some things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that you have to work the hardest ever because look at you. You said you worked less. Hard. And I don't yeah. want people to equate having to like constantly workaholic in order to make money because that doesn't have to be the case either. But I just think it's important to hear that the people who are most successful are they have their hands in different pots of marketing. They have their hands on different areas. They have a they've built a team around them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just want people to hear to really hear that and really understand that. And no, it's not gonna happen overnight. And yeah. and I don't want it to seem like this is this big overwhelming thing, but you know, it, it just eventually the more baby steps you take forward, all of a sudden you do have all of those things. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean I did I remember uh, you'll probably know the particular thing on the Portrait Masters, but years ago, Sue Bryce had the 12 something to booking, the 12. Yep, it was the 12 paths to booking. Yep. And I remember looking at that years ago. Okay, right. I started 2014 or something. I was like, oh my God. And I heard you talk and I heard Emily talking and y'all were so good with network. I was like, shh. I was working a full-time job at first. So I was like, I don't know how that's happened. So I'm going to focus over here on what I can't focus on. And I think that's what you should do. When you look at something, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Worry about what you can focus on. Just take that one thing and just put all your energy into it. And that's what I did years ago. Mm-hmm, so I wasn't networking when I was working full-time. I just couldn't. You you know? And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, when I was working a full-time job in ultrasound, I was not networking. But once I stopped and I worked full-time in in portraiture, you know, then I started like networking like a psycho because I knew what I needed. But I had built like, okay, I need to build my online presence. Be Consistency at the end of the day is a moneymaker, is a money-making move. Consistency. Relentless Mm -hmm consistency, even if you got one. <laughs> hey, have y'all seen that TikTok to all my five followers on Instagram? You want something from the gas station? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> to all my five followers on, you know, those five people love you and they're there because they need you. I have over 9,000 people and I probably won't, it ain't 9,000. It's just that one person that needs to call me. I don't care. It's not like 9,000 people are going to call me. And so just knowing that when you just show up and just like take one thing on that 12 paths to booking, 12 paths to bookings, like I think it talked about what you could do, like creating, I mean, first you got to get set up. Do you have your accordion card so you can go network and do you have your business cards? Then, you know, newsletters and blogging. Let me tell you, that came along. That came back in 2020 when I, when I hired my VA, she was the first one I hired. And then I hired a, a, a full-time assistant. But my VA, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you... She goes, what do I need to do? I said, all the things that I don't have time to do. 
These are the list mm-hmm. of things that I should be doing, but I don't have time. So that's what I gave to her. Blogging, newsletters. I hate my, I, I'm not a um, techie person. I'm like, please fix a WordPress. I don't know what's happening. So she does all yeah. that communication yeah. or or my, my. I need to create a page on my website. I don't know how, y'all. I don't. I don't know how to work <laughs> my website. I know how to put a picture on there. That's it. Swear to God. And I mean, some of y'all are very techie people. I don't even know how to work Photoshop. I mean, like all those little techie things, I send it to her (laughs) and she works with a big company. So she doesn't know how to do it. it. Somebody else will figure out how to do it. (laughs) So just, just showing up and consistency is the key. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as how your business is now compared to you know, just or November of 2020. Are your prices the same? Are your packages the same? What are you shooting most of? Like, kind of just give a an overview of what your your shooting business looks like now. I know you have your coaching, oh, yeah. your um, yeah. money moves, and all that. Yeah. But as far as like your portrait clients, oh my, okay, my prices since 2020, I increased my prices because um, I was doing. I, y'all might have remembered me talking about the 40 over 40, and I only got what what I asked for. You know, I was like, I just mm-hmm. want to sell my two thousand dollar package, and that's all I did back then. And I was like, this feels uncomfortable, and I don't like it, and things need to cost more. And so, you know, and things just cost more. And so, I did increase my pricing. My minimum price is forty two ninety right now, and I photograph. So, someone cannot do a photo shoot with you unless they spend at least four grand. Nope, not unless, unless yeah, unless I, they spend forty two hundred. That's the minimum yep. price okay. of my photo shoot. And then I do more. I do the same stuff. I mean, I'm doing a lot of maternity right now. I'm really focusing on the women over forty. I, I'm telling you that fifty plus demographic, y'all. Yeah, they pay you. There yep. is no trouble. <laughs> I love them. They are sexier than me. They are fire. They are doing the dang thing. I am so inspired and I love them so much. And they just take it seriously. They're more serious about who they are in life and and they're more serious about the commitments that they make. And so when they say they're committed to you as a portrait client, they are the best clients. And that's who I'm focusing on, like the 45 up demographic. And it's pretty awesome. Oh, good. That's me. I'm 45. (laughs) I'm 47. Exactly. Exactly what you just said is how I feel. I feel better than I ever have in my life at 45. More secure. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's the absolute best. And when people complain about getting older, I just want to be like, you are mm-hmm. lucky, one, you're alive. And two, <laughs> like, God, it just keeps getting better if you want it to, if you allow it to, if you embrace it. It does. I don't know. It gets better. Maybe it I'm does. just crazy. Whatever you focus on expands, right? So if you focus on all the little, I mean, I've got the aches and pains, but I don't focus on that. I'm focusing on being sexy and living my best life. You know what I mean? And so that's what I focus on. I do a lot of boudoir, uh, beauty. I'll do a lot. Oh my God. Yes, I did a a therapist. So I've been passed around in this therapy group. So I'm doing a lot of personal branding for therapists. And y'all know personal branding and always my favorite thing, but they are allowing me to be a little more creative. So I, I love it. And so therapists and real estate agents are really, really big top clients and, and they do all the things, you know, not just personal branding. So I still don't show up as a personal branding photographer because I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. But I'm being passed around because they show their pictures online. So that's how I get the referral. Right. Now, do you still focus a lot on wall art? Is that why you don't love personal branding as much? Yes. Well, I mean, it's just, I like, I want to be creative. See, when you get bored, you want to be creative. And I, sometimes I just get bored with headshots yeah, yeah. and stuff. I see and, that for sure. and, yeah. and so I do focus on a lot of wall art. The wall art collections are my biggest thing. Usually it's boudoir that are purchasing a lot of wall art. And the sucky part is like, I can show it, but then I can't show it, you know? 
But mm-hmm. I want to show more of that. But I do more wall art with boudoir than anything. Any okay. albums is my biggest. You know what? It's shifted a little bit, but the album costs as much as a piece of wall art. You know, so yeah. I'm selling a lot of albums, and we're averaging like seven thousand and more for albums. And that's they're amazing. Gorgeous. Who do you use for albums? What company? I use Graphy. I use their original yeah. wedding yeah. book at Graphy in Italy. Yeah, we missed you in Italy. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. I love y'all's picture you sent me. Thank you. Are you going to try and go this year? We will see. We will see. I hope so. I know I'm traveling to get uh, my own photo shoot. I'm going to Belgium to be photographed by Wendy DeKramer. Wendy! Oh my God. She is one of my most favorite people. I will be photographed by her one day. I definitely I know. I'm going to Belgium in May, right before before Italy. So I'm like, oh my God. I cannot wait to see these photos. (laughs) So that's going to be my one-year cancer-free anniversary. May 12th was my mastectomy. So I'm being photographed on May 12th. Hell yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. She is just, have you met her in person? Yes, I met her in person okay. a couple of years ago in t- okay. 2018. I, I love her death. And we stay in touch all the time, you know, through video chats and stuff. And I need to message her. I miss her. We used to talk all the time online and I just, we just kind of fell off. I, no, we didn't fall off. Like, you know, yeah. I know what you mean. There. I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh my God. I miss her yeah. so much. So I hope I can go. We'll see. We'll just yeah. see. I just got to yeah. see how my, make sure I make my schedule again around it. If I make my goals, I've got some goals. Me, Saray, and Kat made some big money move goals. Awesome. Very <laughs> we made cool. some, We're like, they're like, Felicia, are you coming to Italy? I said, like, I need to make this goal. I'm going to go. I can't and then go. that tells me. I'm not oh. going this year, but you know why I'm not going? I had to no. put family first because my niece is, my niece graduated from high school. One of my nieces graduated from high school last year. And she came to me and said, you know, Aunt Nikki, I really want to travel. Yes. And it, I mean, you say that to me once and it's done and done. So yeah. I was like, where do you want to go? Pick, pick wherever you want to go. And that we'll go there for your graduation gift. And she picked Greece. So we're going, (gasps) yeah. So we're going to Greece at the beginning of May. And I can't leave my kids twice, you know, and like go to Greece and then Italy. And it's just too much to take the whole family to Italy again right now. It's just one of those things. Anyway. Yeah. So I I won't be there this year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We're playing, we're making the money moves and making goals. And I can take off all summer. That's the goal. See, there you go. (laughs) That would be amazing. I love your money moves. Tell us a little bit more about that. So I design, I created making money moves because in the industry as as a portrait, in a portrait photography industry, we talk a lot about all things, but this, you know, we, you know, the next lighting, the next dress, the next backdrop, the next, you know, how to Mm -hmm. raise your prices and stuff. And, and what I realized quickly, especially in the, in our portrait group that, you know, a lot of us have the exact same resources, but why are some making money and some don't? You know what I mean? We could start off at the same time. There are people that I started off when I started off, you know what I mean? And and there's still the struggle. And and I was like, what is the what is the number one thing missing? And to me, I felt it was mindset and the belief and the identity. So to me, in my making money moves, I work on mindset, especially identi- identity, identifying with the person that is successful and making that kind of money. What does her life look like? What is she doing? Or what is he doing? What are they saying? What are they feeling? You know, you have to feel into that identity right now, even if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Feel it by experiencing it through things that I see in the group of those, like when Sarai was making that money, that Sarai and you and, and Emily, I mean, I was feeling how you felt like when I saw your success, I didn't get jealous. I felt, I was like, okay, that's going to be me. That's going to be me. This is how they act. This is how they move. And I just embodied what a successful, Ooh, you got chills. You are not kidding. You are not kidding. Exactly. 
Well, I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody win. I want everybody win. You, y'all just need to know, I pray for my clients that are coming to me. I pray for prosperity, for love, for just all the things. I mean, they need to be successful too. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I just send that love and gratitude out to all the people in the world because they're going to be my clients one day. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I can't wait to see you. Hopefully, I'll be able to see you sometime this year. Soon, soon. We'll figure out a way. We'll fi- or we'll just yeah. make a way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a get together, awesome. a getaway. That'll yeah. Uh, I want to come back to Austin. I love You're it welcome so to come anytime. Awesome. All right, my dear. Will you take care and I will talk with you soon. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.